Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. I am Steven Serta, joined as always by my guy Rocky Magania, Kramer Sansone in the background, helping us make sure this thing stays afloat. The Kansas City Chiefs take down the New England Patriots 27-17, to snapping a two-game losing streak for the Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know... uh, I guess it's a win, Rocky. Uh, Not a lot of exciting things to take out of this contest on Sunday. That's a three-win New England Patriots football team. Uh, You won the game. You took care of business. So I guess that's something to feel good about. But not a ton in this game. And I'll be totally honest with you guys, like, I don't even really want to like spend a bunch of time breaking down this game. Like if we go for 15 to 20 minutes, I think we did our job here on this Sunday because even in a win um, and and the chiefs get back into the win column in this one, obviously you got to run the table to give yourself a chance at the AFC playoff bye. but nothing in this game that made you feel really good about this team moving forward. I don't think Rocky, like there, there was some highlights and some positives that we'll, that we'll get into here. But uh, again, I, I think, it, it, this could have been a much more frustrating game if you were going against a team that had any kind of talent. <laughs> like that That's really all this boils down to is the New England Patriots are just that bad of a football team. Well, this offense is going to drive me to drink, Serta. And, I mean, there you have no confidence in this offense. Like, like your confidence level in this offense is not any higher after this game than it was heading into it after last week. You beat the New England Patriots by 10 points. Okay, good. You want a cookie? Why? Because Kadarius Tony still made another stupid mistake today that cost the team uh, a possession in a crucial in a crucial drive. You had back-to-back fumbles. The offense is still mistake-ridden and penalty-ridden. Mahomes had another interception in the game as well. Like, you can't stop shooting yourself in the foot on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, you beat a three-win New England Patriots team. That is horrible. That is the worst team in the NFL. They are arguably worse than the Carolina Panthers, and you let them back in the game in the second half, essentially, by only winning by 10 points. Like, you don't feel any better in this game, coming out of this game, than you did going into it. Like, are you kidding me? Like, this, this offense... This offense is broken. Like it's not like oh, this offense is going through a rough patch. Where this offense is still trying to figure it out. This offense is sloppy, and it's broken. This is a broken and sloppy offense, and it's not getting better this season. Tony needs to be off the team. MVS needs to be off the team. Sky Moore needs to be off the team. I know that the stars of this offense. I have so much respect. I have so. Much respect for Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and the guys who have been there and done it on this offense. And they are sticking up for their teammates because they're good teammates. And I know Kelsey said this week in his podcast, we have the guys we need. You don't. (laughs) You don't have the guys you need. I'm sorry. You want to be a good teammate? I get it. Respect, bro. But you don't have the guys you need on this offense. So, you know, normally, and I I really think it kind of speaks to where Chiefs fans are right now and how they feel about this team. Um, Because normally, you know, we get on here after a Chiefs win and the comment sections lighten up, like, and, and, you know, yelling at us for for being negative in a win. And it's actually not like that today, which is actually really surprising because I told you before the show started, like, 
It's like, I'm not going to get on here and be nice today. Like that wasn't a fun game to watch. There was nothing that came out of that game that made me think any differently about this team uh, than what I thought about them all last week. What I, what, what I thought about them on, on this losing streak where they've lost four out of six games. Like, yeah, you should go into New England and beat that team. That's a three-win football team that does not put up points against anybody. And I understand they upset the Pittsburgh Steelers last week, but like that is a bad, bad football team. They are not in the same class as the Kansas City Chiefs. And I, I would like to focus on a, a few of the positives today, but again, like, this was something that we talked about last week, like the quality of competition they have here to end the season, like just depending on really what you want to focus on and what you want to look at, like it, it's going to be hard for them to do anything here o- over this final stretch that makes me believe like, yes, this team is ready to go into the playoffs and go on the road, Rocky, for the first time in the Mahomes era and, and win multiple playoff games to try to get back to a Super Bowl, like it just doesn't seem like it's there. There's no answers for the offensive struggles. And I think today, like even in a game where they put up 27 points, um, you know, they didn't do anything so impressive offensively today that I feel like, Oh, they like figured something out. They added a new wrinkle or something, or Andy's trying this out. Like it was Mahomes made some really special plays, which has been very frustrating for him, especially because I think he has still been playing well, but these pass catchers on a weekly basis continue to let him down. Kadarius Tony being uh, the number one violator of that. And it, it just nothing about this game impressed me like Rasheed Rice. Finally, he's finally the wide receiver one on the team. Rocky We're in week 15. It only took, it only took till the last couple of weeks for him to finally be playing a full on wide receiver one's, share of the snaps and he looks great again he has another big game has nine catches 91 yards and a touchdown like he is the best playmaker that they have on the offensive side of the ball right now and i I think you could make that case even included travis travis kelsey who had a couple of weird plays today and then also banged up his left elbow and left the game for a minute and you know kind of looked like he was wincing hopefully it's nothing serious we need to worry about moving forward here but there's just nothing on the offensive side of the ball that we can really hang our hat on other than Rasheed Rice looks like he is a playmaker for them moving forward. And Patrick Mahomes is going to keep giving you opportunities to win these games because Patrick Mahomes is that special of a kind of player. But everybody else lets you down every week, every, every single week. Like, there's just not, I, I think if you came out of that Patriots game and you said, like, we're back in the wing column, everything's working for this team again, I don't think you were really watching it. And I think you just had your fan blinders on because they didn't do anything overly impressive in this game. Like, they didn't do anything to make me feel any better about them moving forward. No, I wrote on the website before this game the Chiefs needed to win this game by 21 plus points to have any sort of like feel good story. And they had an opportunity to do that. And they went out and they created another costly mistake and they had another costly turnover. And like, if you moved on from Kadarius Tony tomorrow, if you moved on from Sky Moore tomorrow, if you moved on from MVS tomorrow, you said these guys are all sunk cost. What what's the change in the offense if you put Cornell Powell in there instead? If you I sign a guy Justin off Ross the street. Back. He's yeah, if you bring ball. Justin Ross in, if you if you sign a guy off another team's practice squad who who has some upside, you know, if you go get a uh, a Jarvis Landry off the off the couch, even tomorrow, like what, like like like, are we really any worse of an offense with those three guys removed? No, like we just need guys who aren't going to shoot us in the foot. Like you don't even got to be like playmakers. Just don't hurt. Just don't hurt the team. Like that's as, that's as simple as that. You're wasting, you're wasting a Mahomes prime season with guys who are consistently hurting the team. And you saw Mahomes frustrated on the bench after that Tony turnover. And he, publicly, he's going to say, "Oh yeah, we trust Tony. We're going to go back to Tony." Watch him on the sideline after that play. He doesn't trust Tony. He's like he's he's frustrated. I don't want to see him on the field anymore. I don't want to see Tony's, Tony's attention, attack. lack of attention to detail, 
his his lackadaisical attitude towards the sport of football. Like after, like are you kidding me? You said in your press conference, really? You really, really? You said in your press conference this week, like when somebody interviewed you in the locker room, that you didn't know the penalty was on you until you got home last week. BS. You knew the penalty was on you. You're playing dumb because you don't want to take any accountability for the lack of for the lack of focus that you have in the game and the lack of care that you put into this sport. Like, are you kidding me? That is the most BS thing I've ever heard. And then you follow it up with that trash out there today. Like, bro, get off of the team. Like, you have no business being on this football team. And I'm sorry. I know that I'm like, like people are gonna say, oh, bro. You don't know what they put into it, bro. You don't know, blah, blah, blah. I know that he's not putting enough into it, bro. That's what I know. Oh, and, and it's just, uh, again, like, they they had plenty of mistakes today. It, it just didn't shoot them in the foot the way that it has in weeks past because they're, they're lucky that it was against a team like the Patriots. Like, that, that that's really what it comes down to. Uh, you know, Sky Moore got bailed out. He had a brutal fumble. That thankfully there was a penalty called on the New England Patriots, so it nullified the fumble. But brutal. And, and Sky's snaps have been dropping and dropping. Uh, MBS does absolutely nothing today, which is typical. Like, and, and you know, and we saw a couple of weeks ago MBS just refusal to take accountability and, and all of this stuff. Like, it, it, it's unreal that none of the wide receivers like it seem to acknowledge that they're legitimately the reason that this team is floundering at this point. And why year. would they're, they? They're legitimately they? the reason that this team is being held back right now. And, and it is really frustrating. Like I, I want to see Rasheed Rice playing 95% of the snaps moving forward. Travis Kelsey playing as many snaps as you can get him out there on, on the field for. And then I want to see Justin Watson had, had a nice big play today, had a few targets like, Justin Watson's at least reliable for a couple of those big plays a game. That's supposed to be MVS's thing, but Watson's clearly more, the more reliable player there. And Richie James is at least like a more reliable, functional player. Like, I want to see more Richie James out there. I'm tired of the Kadarius Tony experiment. It, it's pretty clear that he's not taking this thing seriously enough. And, and, and Rocky, I, I'm the kind of person that like, I generally don't like to openly criticize these players because it is tough to see what, what is going on behind the scenes sometimes, but we're seeing it week after week in, in eye of the public that these guys aren't taking this seriously enough. And you can see the frustration in Mahomes. You mentioned him on that bench. Like you could see how upset he was because it's just yet another play and against a good team. That's a, that's the type of play that loses you a football game. Like, Thankfully, they were playing a three-win football team on Sunday. It's just week after week after week, and you're going to get into the playoffs, and you're going to keep trotting these guys out there, and that's exactly how you lose in the first round of the NFL postseason. Like Because in a key moment of the game, you have a critical mistake, and the Chiefs are elite at having critical mistakes in key moments of the game this season. It's incredibly frustrating to watch. Also, I want to talk about the Blake Bell uh, interception. First off, Andy, I don't know why Blake Bell's on the field. Uh, I mean, Noah Gray has at least shown that he can give you something and, and make some plays. And obviously, Travis Kelsey's a Hall of Fame player. Blake Bell has been bad for a long time. He's got no business being out there. And I understand, like, you know, maybe Mahomes shouldn't have thrown that ball. But Blake Bell just sits on the route and sits there and waits for the football to come to him instead of moving towards the ball, which allows the linebacker to close and make an interception. Why is Blake Bell getting any opportunities in the offense at all? Like, I just don't understand the personnel decisions from this team this season. I understand it's a lack of guys, and I think that in years past, having Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey just covered up a lot of those issues that were probably – would have been really frustrating if they didn't have two Hall of Fame players on this offense catching passes from Patrick Mahomes. But it's just week after week with this stuff. This team continues, again, to turn the ball over on offense. We're still only at two games this season, Rocky. 15 weeks into the year. We got two entire football games they have made it through without turning the football over on offense this year. Like, it's just unacceptable. It's insane that this is still something that we're talking about and still something that hasn't been fixed in any way. Like I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of watching this team and being so frustrated by how they perform every week. 
This is the most exhausting Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs team we've had in the Patrick Mahomes era. And why would they play better? Why would they play cleaner offense? Why would they not turn the ball over when there's zero accountability on the from the offensive coaching staff? You had Matt Nagy in a, in a press conference this week saying, with being directly asked, what is the accountability for your offensive players? And he says, oh, well, 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 we talked to them about it. And then we asked them to catch more passes. And then we trust that they're going to improve upon their mistakes. And then that's our accountability for when we ask them to be accountable. Like, what? What? What does that even mean? Like, no. Like, the guy, the guy lines up off sides and costs the team a game and then has no accountability for it. Then you get him out there on the field and you work with him about lining up off sides. The guy has problems with drops. You put him on the jugs and you have him catch 150 balls with no drops. The guy doesn't line up right, doesn't know the playbook, doesn't know how to run the right routes. Then you put him on the sideline until he learns the routes. Like you, 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 you got to hold these guys accountable. And I'm sorry. I know Matt Nagy is Andy Reid's guy. And I have so much respect for Andy Reid. So much respect for Andy Reid as a coach. But he is too nice of a guy. And we saw the Matt Nagy experience in Chicago. And it was a flipping train wreck of sloppiness. And we're seeing it now on our offense. Anything you put in Matt Nagy's hands is going to be nice guide into the gutter. And that's exactly what's happening. And I'm sorry, Matt Nagy may know X's and O's and he may know football, but he does not know motivation. He does not know how to hold people accountable. And this team is suffering because of it. We are going to make the playoffs and go one and out. We are not a Super Bowl caliber team this year. And part of it is because we have zero, zero accountability on the offensive side of the ball. It's I, I don't doubt that the Chiefs could benefit from uh, some coaching staff shakeup this offseason. I, I don't think it's going to happen because we know Andy Reid is is too loyal to the people that he hires and the people that he brings in to coach his football players. But I, I think there also is going to be the thought process is we whiffed on the wide receiver group last year. So this offseason, we have to just totally retool that room. We've got somebody to build around in Rasheed Rice, but they're gonna have they're gonna tell themselves if we can retool the entire wide receiver room, we're right there. Wanye Morris had uh, another decent performance today. Had some really nice uh, reps in, in this game, and that seems like that's a huge win for the Chiefs. If he can lock up that left tackle position moving forward for them, massive win. You got you got a rookie mid round draft pick who's coming in and giving you valuable starter snaps and, and playing probably better than uh, the upside that Donovan Smith has shown this season. So that's great. Huge win. Rasheed Rice looks like a playmaker for you. Like your, your draft class looks like it's pretty solid. And what they're going to tell themselves is that if we can retool this entire wide receiver room this off season, we'll be right back in the mix. And they're probably right Rocky, but it, it just goes back to something that we've talked about all season is that the, the, the biggest frustration that I have with that is that that means if they don't want a Super Bowl this year, it's just going to totally waste this defense. And this defense is going to look different next year. And there's going to be some tough decisions made. And we can get to the defense before we get out of here because I'm I'm over it. I, I want to get on with my day. <laughs> I don't want to keep talking about this bad football game. But it's the defense started slow again another thing concerning um that bailey zappy was actually like cooking them over the middle of the field on the first couple of patriots possessions today uh once they settled down and, and, and they started making plays the secondary started coming up big and, and actually slowing the patriots offense and all of that stuff so they settled in made some plays when they needed to and the pass rush started to get home chris jones uh finally gets back in the sack column charles amenahu uh drew tranquil like got some pressure today. Like they looked pretty good. And, and I think tranquil coming back from the injury and Bolton. still working back into the mix. Willie gay had an interception today. Like overall defense still did fine despite a, another slow start from those guys. But overall still think the defense is a championship caliber defense, but it just feels like this opportunity this season with this defense where 
if you just had a more competent offense on a weekly basis, this defense would really give you a chance to win a Super Bowl. But the offense is so much further behind the defense that it just feels like we're really missing out on the best defensive season of the Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid time uh, here in Kansas City. And that's something that I think is going to be really uh, regretful for Chiefs fans after this season. If this team does not wind up going on some kind of insane run and winning a Super Bowl, that's the thing that I think is going to bother me the most about this year is what a wasted opportunity it was with this caliber of defense this year. Oh, 100%. And like, here's the thing is that there's no, there's no real answers on offense. Like, like what are the, like, if not these train wreck of human beings who are receivers on offense, then who? Right? Cornell Powell, Justin Ross. Who else? Some guy on some some play, some some uh, practice squad guys. But here's the deal: all you have to do, really, is just not shoot yourself in the foot and turn the ball over. Like really, just find some guys who aren't going to put the ball on the ground. Like you don't you don't with this defense, you don't have to score 35 points a game anymore to win football games. You just have to play smart football. And this offense is just so unintelligent and sloppy. Like that's that's the whole thing. And and like there's like the blame game for this offense goes across the great the gamut. It's on the players, it's on the coaching staff, it's on Andy Reid, it's on Brett Veach for trying to convince everybody that Kadarius Tony was a wide receiver one to accept that, with even though he knew that Kadarius Tony wasn't a wide receiver one let's be honest and to fix it in the offseason he's gonna have to do a whole retool like he did with the offensive line after the Chiefs got blown out in the Super Bowl against the Buccaneers they're gonna do the exact same thing with the receiving core they're gonna go out they're gonna spend money on a veteran they're gonna draft two wide receivers they're gonna draft a tight end and they're gonna and it's gonna be overhauled and that's great for future Chiefs fans for future us me and you in 2024 might be a lot happier than we are right now but that doesn't do anything for us over the next month and a half, Stephen. Over the next month and a half, we're going to watch a bad offense crap away the best defense that this Chiefs team has ever had. And it sucks. It, it sucks to watch. It's disheartening. And, yeah, they made they let Bailey – like Bailey Zappi looked like he was cooking for a while because this defense came out slow. But it sucks to think that you're the best quarterback possibly in the history of football and you're relying on your defense to play perfect every single week. Like, that sucks. That sucks to have that quality of a quarterback and just to sit there and rely on your defense every single week and know that he doesn't have the tools or the players to bail you out if need be because he's going to throw the ball to them and they're going to fumble it or they're going to put the ball on the ground. Or Jawan Taylor's going to get an ill-timed penalty. And guess what, Chiefs Kingdom? We're locked into Jawan Taylor for four years for $80 million. Like, like we don't have an easy out for Jawan Taylor. He's going to be our right tackle again next year. Like, that was a bad signing by Brett Feach. And I know that his back was against the wall. We didn't have any tackles. He had to make a move. He had to pay above market value because it was a free, because of free agency. Blah, 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 blah. I don't care. Listen. Your job is to put together a good roster that's going to be a Super Bowl contender around Patrick Mahomes, and we are we are nearing the back the back three quarters of the season here. We're in the back three quarters of the season, and we have a right tackle that can't stop shooting this team in the foot continually all season long. Gets stupid, stupid penalties. Can't actually move fast enough to get out onto the wing and actually put a block on a guy on a screen pass as the play is designed. Like, like this, like, why? Why are we paying this guy that much money? That was a bad signing. It's yeah, it's, 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 just, it's just unacceptable. It, it's, listen, Chiefs win. Cool. They get back in the win column after a devastating uh, few weeks and and losing four out of six games. That's big, but I'm not, I'm just, I refuse anymore to get on here and just be like, let's focus on the positive things. Like right now, this isn't a Super Bowl caliber team. 
Rocky. And against a better football team today, I think they totally would have lost that game again. Um, the Patriots are just that bad. Like, I think if they were paying, playing an actual quality opponent today, I think that they easily could have lost again with that kind of effort and with the mistakes on offense and, and just the, the penalties, turnovers, whatever. And, you know, they're hosting the Las Vegas Raiders on Christmas Day, and then they've got the Cincinnati Bengals and the Chargers. Like, it's all still there for them to run the table and potentially be in play for the first-round playoff by. Cincinnati is really still playing well with Jake Browning, though. That that game could be a bigger problem than we thought a few weeks ago. But it's all still on the table for them to do that. And obviously, I would prefer that they do that. That would be great if they can run the table and put themselves in a position to possibly get a, a playoff by. But it, they, they just, this late into the season, they definitively, we know exactly who they are at, at this point. And this is who they are. And, and it just feels like it's leading to a really frustrating playoff exit because they can't get out of their own way this season. And so if you came here for positivity, you picked the wrong show today, because I don't think if you, if you watch the chiefs and you expect, uh, and like you have expectations for them on a weekly basis, I don't think you can reasonably come out of that game feeling good about this team, even in a win. Not not with all the mistakes that they continue to make. And again, again against a more quality opponent, I think they easily could have lost with that kind of performance today because that's just the way that it, it, it's been going for them this season. So it's a rough game. If you're listening to us on the podcast page, uh, make sure you stick around after the commercial break. We'll have all the post-game press conferences available for you on this one as always please make sure you subscribe rate and review everything that we're doing right here on the arrowhead pride podcast network you can follow rocky on twitter at rocky mcgani i'm steven sirs where you can find me you can follow kramer at kramer talks uh we've got a, a christmas game against the las vegas raiders coming up next week so we'll have plenty to talk about as we preview that big game um so make sure you stay locked into arrowheadpride.com and make sure you stay locked into the arrowhead pride podcast network. we'll talk to you guys later this week support for this show comes from sylvan learning as a parent you want your child to have every opportunity but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team now more than ever educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. The Kansas City Chiefs win against the Patriots 27-17. to After the game, we heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and linebacker Willie Gay. We'll go in that order, starting with the Chiefs head coach. Um, all in all, a good win. Um, to get, uh, you know, we had, we had some good things that, that took place. Um, I'm going to start, which I never do, with special teams, so I'm putting it out there. Tommy's punt at the end was a beautiful thing um, and was came at a, a good time. Um, Pat's day, 
over 300 yards um, and a couple TDs, made some beautiful throws. And uh, the turnovers look like it, it not, but you know, we got to make sure that we, we hang on to that football. And we're, we're getting better at that. We just got to keep, keep growing there um, as we go. Uh, Clyde stepping up and doing a, doing a nice job over 100 yards there between receiving and running. Uh, big catch on the, the touchdown and uh, brought a lot of energy to, to that sideline. And then defensively, uh, start off just a bit, but man, we picked it up and pass rush. Uh, came home uh, with some with some big plays, and then uh, Willie's pick was a was a beautiful thing too. So um, so all in all, uh, good good win to get. I mean, this is a team that is so close. This Patriot team is so close. Uh, their number of losses against one score is is crazy. Number one in the league there, and that that defense, uh, Steve and his, and his crew. They have done a nice job with that with that defense. Uh, they're 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 salty and offensively they had a they had a nice plan there uh, coming out. So, um, anyways, with that, uh, time's yours. <laughs> well, <laughs> listen, when you're as close as the AFC is right now. Um, you know, wins are wins are hard to get, and you, you better enjoy each one, and they're very important. And so this one, uh, no different than that because of the situation. Um, and you know, I like the way some of the guys approach this thing, and and uh, my leaders stepped up and did a did a nice job. And uh, you know, I mentioned Spags and Nags on the offensive side, Dave Tobe. Their their leadership was important at this time, and they they did a good job with it. So you talked about the approach. Um, yeah, well, they, they, they felt the, the question Sam asked, you know, and, and they know, players know. And, um, and so uh, Nick's a big part of that, uh, you know, his ability to get in there. He, he's kind of playing with one wing there, so um, it's tough, to, tough for him to grab. But, he, he, man, he made some nice tackles today. You mentioned the, the Willie Gagan reception. Just been tough to come up with that, that great takeaway. Did you talk about the Yeah. So he was so close on the one, on the one that was a touchdown to the tight end. He was so close on that thing. And um, and so he got a little bit deeper there and was in good position. A little different route, but he, he did a nice job with it. And Willie's one of your better athletes on this football team. I mean, he's he's got great hands and great speed. And he, you guys have watched him here since we drafted him. No, not at all. He, he's been an energy giver, you know, which which you need. Yeah. How do you see that? Yeah. Well, smile on the face and comes to work every day trying to get better. And never, he doesn't ever complain. He just goes out. If you give him two snaps, he'll take the two and make it the best he can. If you give him, you know, 30, 30 40 snaps, he's going to do great there too. So, yeah. Well, I just said, don't ever question little guys. <laughs> hey, with, with Clyde, it seemed like you were able to use him a little more, maybe the way that we've all envisioned like when he first came out, just more important passing. What, what was the key to that? Yeah, well, he's a good, he's a good route runner. He's got good hands. Um, so he had opportunities today and did a nice job with it. Thank you. When you came to New England, you're the defending champions and you're kind of at the top of the league, is there ever a moment where you marvel at how long Oh, so uh, he's done an unbelievable job. Best in the business ever. I mean, that's what you're talking about. So, yeah, I I don't question it. I mean, I know how great he is, and I I've got to deal with him by playing against him. So, uh, nobody better. Not that I've gone against nobody better. Andy, I know why. Yeah, we'll just we'll see how things go. I'm I'm not down on Tony. Um, he does some good things, man. So we just got to keep. He's a young guy, Adam. So we're we're not talking about somebody that uh, has been in this league a long time. Andy taking a knee down at the goal line at the end, giving the ball back to the Patriots with 36 seconds left. Was that a sign of respect for Belichick? There? Um, yeah, I mean it was the right thing to do.
Taylor Swift. Um, yeah, listen, I'm I'm a big fan, so I'm, I'm glad she was here, and I hope she enjoyed it. Um, so she's she's got a great guy she's you know dating right now. So I'm I'm happy for both of them. Yeah, he kind of got he got a little stinger in there and came out for a bit, but he went back in. Yeah. Yeah, not good. Not, yeah, that was pretty amazing. That was close now. Um, I saw him control his – first of all, he's real fast. But control his speed to be able to put it down and then his balance of not falling in. When you're that fast, that can be a tough – I've never been that fast. But I know it's tough to control. Last one, Sam. Yeah, no, he's been great. Yeah, um, make sure practices are tempoed up and going. And I've told you before, every time he comes to the huddle, let's be great. You know, and that's how that's what he strives to do himself, and that's what he wants people around him to do. Right. Adam, did you have another one? No, okay, all right. Yeah, no. Um, I think I'm always I always in this focus when I'm playing against. Coach Belichick, because I know how many different schemes he's gonna he's gonna put out there, and how great of a coach he is. Um, obviously, trying to focus on the details as much as possible, and you want to get as many tells as you can. Um, but uh, in an important game, you need, we needed to win, and so uh, I was glad with how the guys responded, and we were able to find a way to win against a really good team. Yeah, I mean, just with uh, Denver, I mean, being right there uh, behind us and losing two straight games, it's just finding a way to get that momentum back in our favor and. Obviously, we didn't. I don't think offensively we ended the way we wanted to, um, but I thought we did a good job that last drive of burning some time off the clock. And so uh, you just learn. You got to learn from the mistakes. Keep doing it. Um, keep getting better. Um, and try to be playing our best football going into the playoffs. Did you feel pressure coming into this game? You talked about you know, two losses coming. Do you feel like you're going to thrive better under pressure like this? Um. I mean, there's always pressure, um, but obviously losing two games, you have to play your best football. I mean, losing three straight in this league, I mean, really puts you in a tough spot. And um, I thought the guys did a good job. I mean, that's a really good defense. Offensive, uh, we scored points early. Um, defense shut the door, kind of like they've been doing these last few weeks. Um, but uh, we have to continue to get better and better. And we're, we're playing the Raiders. We're playing great football coming up. So we have to continue to, to learn and improve. Yeah, we kind of went in waves. I mean, we started off for a middle part of the season. We were scoring fast and not scoring in the second half. Um, and then we started scoring in the second half and we weren't scoring early. And so you have to find a way to put games together. And when you play a 12 o'clock game or a 1 o'clock game here, we don't we haven't had a lot of them um, this season. The last one was Jacksonville. Offensively, we didn't start the way we wanted to. And so I think that was the message all week is we gotta we got to get this thing rolling early. Um, we want to put the pressure on them and not them put the pressure on us. Um, and I thought guys did a good job of it. Uh, maybe like the combine forty, and I wouldn't. I don't know if you could call it that. I haven't been in one in a, a long time, but that was, that was sweet. We've been working on that play for a while, and so uh, I'm glad that it worked. It was a little dicey there for a second, but it got it. We got in the end zone. No, it, it that that play was awesome. Uh, I mean, obviously. That's a hard team to score on in the red zone, uh, one of the best. And so to have a play like that that we had worked on a long time and it worked obviously wor it was working perfectly for their scheme, um, and we executed at a high level. Coach Reed believing that we could make it work, um, and I will take that. I I was the one that said Joe should snap it, because I, I, I was like It'll, that will mess them up if Creed and Joe switch spots. And I, it, they 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 kind of pushed the D line a little over, thinking that Creed was the center. So I didn't I didn't make the play up, but I did I did that part. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, we've we've had great spots and we've we've had spots where we struggled. I mean, it's just something that we have to continue to work on. Um, I thought that for the most part we did a great job. They they made plays happen today. Um, I mean, obviously you know they're going to focus on Travis a lot, um, and they did. And so for other guys to make plays happen against a lot of good DBs, 
Um, um, I was proud of that. I mean, we just got to continue to make it a full game. I think that's the biggest thing is um, we, we started, and I thought we did good in the, in the second half starting the game, and then we kind of had some, some miscues here and there at the end, and that includes myself. And so um, just tr- trying to continue to have a full game of just excellent football is something that we'll continue to strive for. A couple more guys. Um, uh, from the first few, I think uh, I think that third down and long when Rasheed kind of settled in that zone, that was a big play and a big situation right at midfield. Um, we were able to get points on that drive. Um, but I mean, I think just I think guys just continue to play hard. J- Justin Watts with a big catch on the sideline, um, and then jump ball Clyde, man, just giving them the chance to go make a play and him going and catching a touchdown. Last two blaring by. Uh, I'm thinking about Willie Gates' interception. Could you speak generally about how kind of how well the defense has played while you guys are still trying to get things going on? Yeah, no, they've played great. Um, I think the biggest thing is you, you see how they can make adjustments in game. They adjust to what the defense is doing, and they, I mean the offense is doing, and then they they do a good job of stopping that. Um, that that takes a special group of guys. I mean to have a game plan, and when the game plan's working, they dominate. And then when the game plan is a little off, or they come out with a little different stuff, they're able to change the game plan right there. And Spags does a great job of that gets the information to those guys, and they go out there and do a great job of getting those stops. And I mean, that's that's special, man. Um, I, I, like I, I've said it a couple of times, I wouldn't want to play our defense because they're, they're able to change and be great at a lot of different things. Last two, Bahe and Patrick with, with Jump Ball Clyde. I wonder if you could speak, speak to his day today, but also how maybe it reflects the, the attitude he has all the time and as Andy called him the energy giver. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that running back room, man, is special. Um, I mean, all those guys. I mean, even even the guys that are bouncing back and forth from the practice squad and back to active, they all believe in each other, and they want each other to succeed, and that, that's special. I mean, it really is. I mean, everybody wants to play. Everybody wants to go out there and, and make stuff happen, and obviously Pacheco's had a great year, um, and so we've been letting him work and get those carries, but Clyde's been ready the whole time, and when he's got his opportunities, he's made stuff happen. Um, and so um, sometimes uh, you, outside the building you get a bad rap, but we know the work that he puts in every single day, and we, whenever Pacheco had to take some time off, Clyde stepped right in and, and went out there and made plays happen. Clyde was saying he's making his own narrative. I mean, he's. I mean, I'm not joking. He's one of the best dudes I think I've I've ever met. I mean, just the the attitude that he comes into the building with. I mean, he's always got a smile on his face, and he's always making other people smile. I mean, when you put him, Jet, and Pacheco together, I mean, that's literally my locker. Y'all know is right there by the running backs, and it, you never know what you're gonna hear, and it's the funniest stuff every single time. Last one, Adam. Clyde's been through a lot the last year, so I know you just sort of touched on this, but from your perspective, how has he handled that? Have you ever seen him get down or anything? I mean, when you get a lot of people piling on you and you, you don't have the success you want, I mean, that you could be down. But, I mean, like I said, he has a smile on his face. He comes to work every single day. Um, and I think that that's special about him. Um, that's why we, we want him to succeed, to succeed as much as any as everybody else and himself. Um, it's because uh, he has that, that workman, um, that ethic of just coming in and just putting, it, putting in whatever he can to help the team. And um, today was a great day for him. Um, hopefully we get popped back and we're able to utilize everybody and go out there and be a better team for it. All right, thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, initially, uh, it was a free release route, a uh, bread route from the backfield by me. Uh, the guy had outside leverage, so I initially broke it in to get that inside uh, inside option for for the touchdown on the inside uh and then i think five ended up coming down um so then after that i kind of knew who was on the outside and he was going to really just try to stay at the pylon so my goal was to try to get the back of the end zone uh from that point i kind of knew pat was going to roll my way since i was the hot answer um from that point it's kind of just i told him last week uh he gave me an opportunity uh on the sideline on the on the belly route and uh it's just something like i, I rarely drop passes and it's just one of those things that it was a bit of taste in my mouth. So uh, I just told him, like, even when I got the opportunity last week, opportunities this week at practice, like, you throw the ball up, bro, I promise I'm, I'm going to come down with it no, no matter the situation. And along those lines, from a bigger sense, I mean, what does it just feel like to have, have a game like this um, after, after a while not getting as many opportunities? Man, it's just one of those things, the NFL. Uh, you know, everybody kind of will, will have their own story or have their own say-so about it, but, you know, I'm, I'm Clyde Edwards Elair, and then I write my own narrative. I write my own story. So, um, you know, I let everybody else 
handle handle whatever they want to write and and use their use whatever they want to use and then I kind of just showcasing myself and, and write my story by my body and my play. No, not at all, not at all. It's an, um, jokingly, we've been kind of making little making little remarks about me and uh, about height and and jumping and everything. So every time I scored uh, past couple of weeks, I've been dunking a goalpost. And uh, it was just one of those things. Like everybody, was like, well, damn, you're getting higher and higher every day. So I think it was just, uh, just kind of a, a thing in back of everyone's head. Like, well, damn, Clack can really jump. Like, so for Pat having that opportunity, it was more of just like he's not just some small guy on the field. Uh, in the wise words of Coach O, six seven, two seventy. So we roll like that, and 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 that's just what it is. Um, as for, I, I really just was able to take a step back and just realize what's business and, and, and the things that I can control, um, those are the things that I control. Um, and it's as simple as that. Um, I knew once I was able to get my opportunity, um, showcase the things that I, that I know I need to showcase, um, that's just what it is. I go out there, play my game, never batted an eye, um, knew at some point the opportunity was going to show up again. And it's a matter of how you conquer that opportunity and take advantage of it. What you say? What does it mean to you to get this chance? Uh, it's it, it means everything. It's it's really uh it's really the trust factor uh, that that I would say. It's the end of the year. It's is we, we're trying to go on this on this push, and you know we could have went Coach Reed Veach could have went any direction uh, that they wanted to, but uh, you know just I would say I kind of kept my head down, uh, but I always brought the energy when I needed to. Uh, always showed up for practice. Always did the things. Uh, whenever my number was called, even if it was just having enthusiasm in, in meeting rooms. Uh, for everybody else, I might have went incognito, but if I would have left, you know, the, the, the team and everybody else would have felt it. Last two. Five, you uh, talk about the opportunity, and there's a saying, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Mention your story. How did that fit into the um, Man, I would say you can say I'll always stay ready so you don't have to get ready, but uh, – it was more of kind of just realizing what everything is around you and, and, and really just being, you know, uh, an athlete, but not only just being a person and realize like, okay, everybody has their own way of life and this is a sport. Don't get it wrong, but I need to make sure my mental on right before I do anything else. So I was able to, to do a lot of things. I mean, I was, I got engaged. I had the whole nine yards just, you know, when everybody felt like, you know, Clyde might be in the dumps, I was probably on my highest horse. Um, and that's just one of those things. You you take whatever is, is the light of, in a situation and you, you brighten it up. And then now it's just, you know, everybody's just talking about the opportunity. But uh, the opportunity was getting drafted um, and, and being able to be in this position. So I always had the opportunity, but, you know, they just kind of marking it up for me. We rolling. We. Uh, I got comfortable, man. I got too complacent. I caught the ball and I saw my leading blockers. Nick was there. Um, the whole defense was there leading the way. And I looked inside. I saw the whole offense coming from uh, inside out. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna just run out of bounds. I don't like getting tackled, man. So uh, I knew the offense was gonna uh, be in great field position. So I just lived with that, man. Next time I'm gonna score though for sure. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, for the offense to score, what the next play or two plays later, whatever it was, definitely big in a momentum shift for the team. Um, and we was rolling every since, man. So definitely a big deal for us. Uh, man, we practice those things. You know, interceptions, punch outs. It's hard to come by. You know, no matter how how much you practice or try to do it, uh, it's just you got to capitalize on the other team's mistakes, and that was one of them. And thank God I was there to, to, to make it happen. Um, so we just got to continue to do that more and more, get two or three a game, you know, and that's when you're really rolling. So uh, definitely a big point for us. Willie, did you drip the pressure you guys got? You got a sack from the quarterback, mm -hmm. a sack from the linebacker, and then obviously the fifth line. How great was that to see all three units getting a sack and just creating that pressure? Uh, we, we're a pressure team, man. You know, like you say, from every from every 
uh, position on the field, we got a sack. So to, to, to actually capitalize on the plays being called and to execute the way we did, you know, there's no weakness there on the defense. So we got to keep that going. Well, what you see from Patrick this week and what you see from him today? Uh, I mean, offense is offense, man. I, don't get me wrong. I don't be watching offense, man. That's hard <laughs> question. I'm hey, locked in on defense. You <laughs> talked about your defense, and he said Spag is so impressive about making adjustments. Yeah. What adjustments do you think you made today uh, it's really not any serious adjustments, man. It's, he's he's making a perfect cause. It's just the the players tightening up the details, the the loose screws that people from outside looking in don't, don't normally see, and it's being in your gap this play or, or being on your man closer on that play, and now it's a big play for us, you know, because we're doing the little things right, you know. So once we he coaches that all the time, the details. He he knows it's nothing more than just us doing our job. So he makes the perfect call, and we, when we execute it, it's the perfect play. So. Um, Yes, sir. How close did you come to tipping the, the ball that ended up as a touchdown? I under I tried to undercut it, man, and when I saw, I jumped I jumped high, and I was like, damn. I was like, yeah, he's gonna catch it, and he, and Mike Edwards was close to knocking it out, but uh, one step later, I could if I would have jumped one step later, I would have had it, man. But they made a good play. Oh yeah, I'm dead serious. <laughs> Tackles, oof. Yeah, man. The last time I had the ball in my hand, I scored, huh? <laughs> so, uh, what? I think college when I had the ball in my hand, I scored. High school, man. If I if I'm if I'm correct, I think I'm correct. Um, yeah, being between the ground and somebody else, that hurt, man. So, yeah, I can tackle all day, but being tackled sucks. So. <laughs> Yes, sir. Uh, could you feel the difference from, I mean, you oh, yeah. from the side? Man, the most important thing is that we had everybody rolling today, linebackers. Um, you know, nobody was out. You know, we got Drew back. Um, so to, to have all the pieces up, man, and we put the win together, play good on defense, could have played even better. You know, um, the, the energy was different, like you said. Uh, we knew we had to get back on track, man. Two losses in a row, we ain't used to that. So, uh, but it's part of the game, you know, we live and we learn from it. And uh, we try to roll uh, into next week with the same momentum and keep it pushing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.